Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. All right, welcome back in hour number two here on the early line. Joe Ranieri, Dane Martinez. Welcome in to SportsGrid.com. I want to thank you guys very much for spending some time with us here today as we all uh, do our very best to kind of shelter in place and uh, do our part to be able to stop the spread of this coronavirus. And that's exactly what we're doing. So in the meantime, if Dane and I can maybe help take your mind off a few things here and there and maybe kind of dive into sports and uh, have uh, have a conversation or two and uh, create an alternate reality, uh, it is our pleasure and honor to do so. Uh, but there is some good news. It's not all bad news, uh, despite what the media wants uh, us all to believe. And I will say this. Uh, the report came out uh, that Sean Marks, the, uh, the Nets uh, general manager, was nice enough to tell us here uh, this week that uh, apparently all the Nets players that had contracted, including right, Kevin Durant, hey, that we had found, everybody is now um, symptom-free, is, uh, has passed, no longer... Um, yeah, the four Nets players who tested positive are now all symptom-free, all good to go on the New York Nets part. So I do think especially some of those, and, and we've, we've talked about it, Dane, over the, uh, over the course of the last couple of weeks, too, those early indicators, right? The Rudy Gobert's where everyone was like, oh, Rudy, you son now. Well, Rudy's over the coronavirus, right? Yeah. And, you know, the, you go down the list, and Donovan Mitchell, Symptom-free, over, no longer testing positive. So uh, the good news is we are beginning is certainly some of the Tom Hanks, Rita Wilson. You go down a list, right, a right, lot right. of those early folks, that uh, early stars and early athletes that uh, contracted the coronavirus are now all coming out of that, and we're getting that wave. So, And you and I both know, Dane, that the more and more people that have had it, the more and more people we recognize that have had it, have gotten over it. And again, it's worth bearing repeating, while all we hear is death and destruction, and yeah. there's no way around that, and it is awful. Uh, but at the same time here, guys, there is, this is not a death sentence. Um, you know, for many, many, many people, including uh, a number of athletes uh, like the four players, including uh, Kevin Durant of the Brooklyn Nets and other NBA players and those that were, and I'm sure there's many more that well, we don't know about that right. chose not to. Uh, put their face and name on it, but they've all come through it. So while there is uh, unfortunate destruction that is happening here with uh, with human lives, uh, it's important to remember a lot of these folks are. You get it? It's not necessarily a uh, a terminal sentence here. Obviously, there are certain groups of people here, the older folks, people with underlying conditions. We know this, um, and but these athletes and a lot of these folks that we look up to on an everyday basis, they're starting to come out of it. And the more people that do that, the better the immunity yeah. systems of the public absolutely. become. And, and that at least is heading in the right direction, Dane. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you, you say at the top of the show almost every day in these times, Joe, that you prefer to look at this glass half full, right? And, and we see the media and the framing of it for a lot of parts in the media, except sports grid, of course, you know, focusing on the economic impact, focusing on the amount of deaths and hospitalizations. But a huge number right now, Joe, is the amount of people who have recovered yes. from this virus. And I think, you know, shining a light on that is very important yep. to your point. It is not necessarily a death sentence, and this is not to minimize the right. damage the virus is doing. But at the same time, these are our best you know, our, our, one of our best chances is have people recover, build up the immunity within society, and then to study that, whether it's their blood or what have you, you know, there are a bunch of people who are recovering from this, and we do want to keep it glass half full. I'll go even further. You know, Joe, a few weeks ago, Rudy Gobert was like persona non grata, right? Uh, everyone wanted to throw shade at Rudy Gobert, make fun of Rudy Gobert, saying, you know, saying bad things about Rudy Gobert. I'll flip it, Joe. I actually think it was an important and good thing that Rudy Gobert tested positive because as we know now, Joe, right. the earlier we take this serious, the better, right? And, and if it was the Rudy Gobert testing positive that forced the NBA mm -hmm. to suspend its season, well, 
if he didn't test positive, right. does that mean another day, another weekend, another week of the NBA and ultimately all of professional sports would have gone on? That's and correct. how many more hundreds or even thousands of people may have contracted this still going to arenas across this country day by day, if not for Rudy Gobert testing positive? I know he says he was like irresponsible in many ways. But the fact that it became known as a case is what inspired action yep. on a number of levels in the sports world. And as we know, the earlier we act, the better. So I actually think Rudy Gobert's case is, you know, was a, a warning sign that was needed. And That's I'm glad correct. it came when it did. Yeah, and uh, uh, the Lakers organization also, we know they didn't necessarily name the people uh, on the Lakers right. uh, team or with it. We don't know if it was players or not, but they did obviously say there were some people within the organization that had uh, contracted right. the coronavirus. They're all symptom-free, too. So uh, more and more, we are getting more and more of that. And just think of all the people who didn't want to go public, uh, you know, with their situation. They As do. they're right. <laughs> yep, exactly. As they're, thank you. As they're right there. So I do think that it's... Um, uh, I, I love the fact that we be, we got to hold on to that fact, and, we, and more and more people should be talking about, and while the death and destruction is terrible, guys, the reality is a lot of folks, they're getting better, and they're getting better, and they're getting better, and that means more and more people that we haven't heard about are getting better. So some good news there. You got to keep the faith uh, as, you, uh, as we move along here throughout the weeks, as we try, of course, uh, to... Wrap our head around on when are we going to get some sports back? You know, when the right now, this would have been the week that we've celebrated a national champion in college basketball. Uh, the Final Four would have been last weekend. Uh, uh, we, Monday, weekend. we would have had a national champion. We'd be so. talking national championship right now with a lot of uh, uh, and crowning a team. So, unfortunately, that didn't happen. And uh, if the fact that we're all home, guys, I don't know. We, Tiger King. Have you seen Tiger King yet? Damn I it. have not. Oh, have my not. dude, what are you, you know, waiting for? Everybody's telling me, you know, uh, as you know, I am uh, I am a newlywed. Yes. And so we are, you know, finding things. We're catching up on a lot of shows, but we have not dove, uh, dove into the Tiger King just yet. But I do see that it's, uh, it's a buzz. We never got into Game of Thrones either. No, so me neither. There's still yeah. a lot of stuff for yeah. us to catch up. I think period pieces suck. I'm not into that whole, yeah, I, you know, it's like, oh, look at that. Like, I, yeah, look at that. I mean, I'm just thinking everybody stinks. They don't shower. I'm like, this is right, right, not right. something I'm interested in here at all. Although it's fascinating, but nothing that I would dive into for like seven seasons. Uh, right. Uh, but you you need to watch because uh, that's that's my neck of the woods down here, man, in, okay. in Florida. You got to see, uh, and I love tigers, and, and I thought this was a, piece about you know big cats and tigers and, okay. and and about you know half hour into it i realized that i'm watching a, a total train wreck here and it has nothing to do with the cats uh All it's right. got everything to do with the characters in this so well worth I the time it's only about six or seven episodes so you guys can bang through it pretty quickly right. you will you can thank me once you're done watching I'll it put that on the queue yes yes definitely do it you you have no idea how much fun you are missing uh but HBO also aired a documentary here uh, this week that, uh, amazing, actually. And it's kind of, we heard about it uh, this year, but we never really, they did a great job of burying it, not bringing it up. It's called The Scheme, guys. And it's a documentary that was meant to air over this past weekend, which would have been the final four. Right. And it would have meant to be able to shine a light on a guy named Christian Dawkins, who is ultimately the fall guy for a federal investigation into college coaches, basketball coaches, paying players to go to the university. And he basically, obviously, not a college coach, but he did get, and you guys may have remembered hearing about uh, the LSU coach, uh, Chris Wade, of course, and Sean Miller, the coach at uh, Arizona, uh, wiretapped, uh, the FBI wiretap and the release of these phone calls in which in a million and one different ways and that they admit to paying players. <laughs> it's that simple. Yeah. And uh, Chris Wade, of course, was referred to by Sean Miller as he is just so far like he is just, he's paying guys, what do you say? He's paying guys like what the minimum rookie salary would be in the NBA. <laughs> like that is what was coming out of this. And yet, John Miller still 
coaching at Arizona, and yet Chris Wade still coaching at LSU. Neither university reprimanded. Uh, in fact, all they did was supply, I mean, back their coaches beyond belief. Now, the athletic director from LSU, he ended up getting fired. It wasn't just because of that, but there were some guys that took falls assisting low-level guys. But when you've got Sean Miller, and Chris Wade, two of the uh, perennial college coaches in two of the most sought-after programs in the country when it comes to college hoops, on tape going, dude, that dude's out of his mind. Like, he's paying guys, like, rookie salaries right now to come to play. What that tells me, and I love HBO, would have, you know, in many aspects, Dane, we missed some fireworks because HBO airing that during the Final Four would have blown up beyond blowing up and now that we're all home i would encourage you guys to watch it but i think it it speaks to a larger situation and we'll get to the federal side in a second here because how the fbi wasted two and a half years investigating gained what is the biggest non-story in college basketball they have been doing this with college hoops players since the beginning of time all right this is nothing new and what drives me crazy is that the NCAA, why we applaud them for their, you know, hey, way to give the spring sports athletes eligibility. eligibility, but at the same time, they are just so hypocritical and it's ridiculous. And I'll, I'll give you the example like this. If I'm on a road that everybody is doing 70, 75 miles an hour, right, and we're all doing it, Dane. And yet, you know, occasionally you'll get like a cop will pull somebody off and be like, dude, you can't be going 75. And, and, I was with the and, flow of traffic. Fuck. What are you talking about? And meanwhile, everybody's running by going 75. You know, occasionally you'll get a guy going 100, which was Chris Wade in this situation at LSU, um, that you kind of, you know, you want to focus on. But if everybody is doing it, then either change the rules right? Either change the rules and make it so it fits for everybody, but being selective on who you pull over, when you pull them over, and why you pull them over is such a blurred line and such hypocritical crap, it drives me crazy. So I ask you, if everybody knows it's going on, if college coaches are admitting, and we all know it, you know, but we all choose to go, 75 miles an hour, Dan, when it's 55, right? But nobody's worried about getting caught. Then why in the hell is the speed limit 55? And why are you penalizing guys, certain guys, and looking the other way on others? I I think that's true. You know, uh, the reason is because when it comes down and closes in on you, you have to make an example out of somebody. That's That's the answer to your question, Joe. That's why. Do I agree with it? Do I think it's smart? Do I think it's right? No, but that is the rationale behind it. I love how you say that with the speed limit. A wise man once taught me you always want to go five miles over the speed limit, not 10 or 15 or 20, and just stick within the flow of traffic in all walks of life. I'll tell you what I really am talking about, maybe off air. Mm -hmm. But in any event, here's the other thing I'm talking about. You know, networks, they do this all the time, right? Because they know what will be in the spotlight and they want to take advantage of it with kind of like aligned programming. That's why there's a puppy bowl, you know, on Super Bowl Sunday. And to clarify, Joe, this Saturday would be the final four, okay? Mm -hmm. Last weekend was when we went down from the Sweet 16 or would have gone down from the Sweet 16 to the final four. This Saturday would be the final four Mm -hmm. and next Monday would be the national championship game if March Madness were to go on Mm -hmm. as scheduled. And that's what I think it is, right? You know, it's the network trying to strike when the iron is hot, Joe. You know, we talked, honestly, Joe, yesterday, we talked about the 10-part Jordan series, right? Think about when that was supposed to come out in Mm -hmm. mid to late June, right when the NBA Finals was scheduled to be going on. It's the same exact thing, Joe. You know, (laughs) other, you know, aligned or tangential programming because they know the nation will be focused on the Final Four or March Madness or whatever the case may be. So they're trying to get their bite at the apple as well. it, it, It doesn't change the fact that you've got two entities at work here. You've got a... Federal investigation taking up two years, over two years of taxpayer money, our money, chasing guys down. And let's face it, when this started out, this was all about getting the big fish, 
This sure. was about getting Hall of Fame coaches. Like Patino, uh, they were trying right, to get exactly. Yeah, Sean, this was about getting the big boys. But it, instead of just going, this is kind of ridiculous, guys, because we're finding out everybody is doing this, it ended up where you get a 25, 26-year-old kid named Christian yep. Dawkins who's hustling, trying to make a name for himself, trying to do, just doing what everybody else is doing, which is yep. getting coaches will pay, he pays players in order to be able to go to one school or the other. He's basically acting as an agent for these kids. It's been happening since the beginning of dawn. But the feds came in and said to him, we're going to give you the money, and it was all undercover, but the feds initially started this where they wanted to finance him, but the only stipulation they had was, we want you to take the money through the coach mm. and not the player. And he went, well, that's asinine. I'm already paying the players. What in the hell? I don't need the coaches. Like, I don't need the coach's opinion for this. And P.S., it wasn't Chris Wade. It wasn't Sean Miller, guys. It's a couple of 20-something-year-old guys hustling, trying to make a name for himself that the players admit it. They're the ones right now who have had to pay for this right. while the federal government wasted all of this time, all of this effort. Not one of these guys is, it got fired, lost their job, and yet the system continues. The NCAA doesn't say, NCAA, anything go on? They, they, they slap uh, somehow Arizona and show LSU. He missed a couple of games last year in the tournament. Right. Like this is, I hope everyone understands the hypocrisy that's going on here. We wasted two years of FBI manpower chasing down a situation in which everybody knew what was happening, Dan. And it just rubs me the... And yet we're applauding the NCAA for giving kids eligibility one more year. I hear you, Joe. Like, listen, I watch crime shows all the time, though, Law and Order all the time. Right. This is what they do, Joe. They start with the small fish, try to get them to talk and roll up and roll up and try. But it seems like they found the end of the food chain, yeah. you know, and so they got it. It's almost like they oh. nailed put in jail like a mid-level drug dealer. You got to watch this, dude. Get the kingpin. This all started because they busted a lawyer, right? They right. busted a lawyer in Pennsylvania that was siphoning millions from his clients to make movies he wanted to be a movie guy so he stole millions and then when the feds caught him he's like oh well you want you want some i got you so i got you i got you a guy that's paying players and so the feds all right let's check it out and you spent you took the word of a of a felon and that led into a two and a half year investigation i would highly recommend it guys check it out the scheme and if you are not infuriated watching this going what in the hell are we doing um, that and Tiger King, then you can laugh it off. It just drove me absolutely bonkers. But we got more from, of course, college, college football, college basketball. There's some questions on when that starts or when it won't start. We'll tackle that and give you the latest headlines as we get ready to move on. Hour number two here on the early line. It is sportsgrid.com. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, guys. Welcome in here to the uh, early line. It is Dane Martinez. I'm Joe Ranieri. Thanks uh, very much for coming back and joining us has uh, gave me an opportunity to vent about how much I hate the NCAA and uh, pretty much everything that goes along with it. So, uh, we do have, obviously, uh, we had mentioned last hour, uh, the NFL has uh, decided and ratified the owners uh, a new yes. playoff format. We're going to have a couple extra teams down to playoffs, kind of changes things a little bit. We know we got an extra game coming uh, down the pike, too, over uh, beginning next year. So, yep. some changes, but... The, uh, the sports books are still hard at work. Uh, our friends over at uh, FanDuel have now uh, provided us a whole lot of yes-no prop bets. When it comes to the 32 NFL teams on which ones will make the playoffs, simply yes or no, which ones won't. So we're going to go over um, some of those. But we do, of course, uh, like we did uh, last hour, want to just uh, go ahead and create a little public service announcement here because uh, as much as the NCAA drives me absolutely crazy, and I would definitely check out uh, you know, the scheme on the HBO here that just came out about college hoops. Um, we showed you this picture last hour, and Dane was nice enough to help us explain uh, what this is and why there are so many people congregating 
right. in New York City on the west side. And uh, Dane explained how this is uh, this is the the right. This is where the harbor. This and is by the, the intrepid on the west side, and this right. is where USS Comfort was coming into dock. So these are people like you know watching the boat come in. Yeah. Yep. Good stuff. Yeah. In in a mandatory lockdown situation, uh, we're going to be outside taking pictures and gathering with a whole lot of people. So the other photo here, Dane, though, that just came in. It, help me explain what this is now. Yeah, that's the New York City subway system, Joe. Listen, I, I really don't know what else to say. Um, I, I, I am afraid of the subway at this point in time. And I got to tell you something. Sometimes there's people who, like, wear masks on the subway anyway. Right. Okay, usually of Asian descent. They are wearing masks on the subway anyway. But really, people, and I understand we don't have, we don't all have the luxury to be able to stay at home. But for me, my family, my friends that are all New Yorkers, we are at the mercy of everyone taking this seriously, Joe. You know, I could stay at home and shelter in place for as long as I want, but until everyone as a group does this to kind of have the, have the um, virus like go through people's systems that have mild symptoms or no symptoms so they can be symptom-free and cleared of it. We just talked about Rudy Gobert, Marcus Smart, right? It has to work through the system and so that people who are sick can be treated properly and be prioritized in hospitals or what have you. That is the way we hashtag flatten the curve. But it doesn't matter, Joe, if it's still circulating around because people are using the subways or not respecting the social distancing requirements that are in place. I, I just, I don't, I don't get it. I, like I said, I just, I don't get it. The more and more pictures that uh, we see, uh, and it, and it's funny because weeks ago, Dane, we, we, we saw what happened when the cameras were rolling in in my neck of the woods here in South Florida with spring breakers, yep. and eventually even the spring breakers came to realize, like, holy crap, this was. I just don't know what the excuse is at this particular point. I mean, I, and hats off, and you have no idea the debt of gratitude uh, to the first responders, to the Absolutely. police, to the fire, to the nurses, to the doctors, to the orderlies, to everybody. The grocery uh, store workers. It, ridiculous. Yeah, you know, you but, and I don't want to judge here, but unless this is an entire subway filled with those workers, I don't get it. Like, I, I just don't get it. And also, shout out to the factory workers. The Amazon, yeah. the guys who give them the packages, Delivery. the ones working at yeah. the, uh, you know, stocking shelves at grocery store. I mean, you name it. Food delivery guys. I don't ever want to hear anybody make fun of somebody who is delivering pizzas or think that you're above the. Because if it wasn't for them, your ass would go starving. All right. So I'm just saying there is a debt of gratitude to be had for a lot of these people. And if nothing else, Dane, um, do it for them. You know, they're they're going out not because they want to, but because they have to. Um, in a lot of particular cases, and those of you that don't need to be out, Matt, can we just stay inside? Just saying. I mean, look, listen. I told you about Jaguar, the, about the uh, about the Tiger King, right? Sure. Great stuff. To I'll just give you here. here, yeah, this here. Is, I want you to remember this, Dan. When you watch the Tiger King, I want you just to keep this picture of Minshew in okay. mind here. Okay, with he is the Jaguar King. You go check out the uh, the the Tiger King here, and okay. then you tell me how appropriate. I'll check it out. I'll check it out. I'll put it on my queue for sure. All right, so come on, talk to me here about some of these yes/no bets uh, yeah. NFL because we've got a whole different look now, guys. Coming any which way you cut it, this is a new uh, and interesting prop bet too along those lines, Dane. Where now it's just yes or no for 32 NFL teams on if they will make the playoffs because, like you pointed out. How many playoff teams are we looking at now? Yeah, so there'll be seven, uh, excuse me, there'll be seven in each conference, right? 14 teams out of the 32 make the playoffs, all right? So we're talking about around 40%. And for context, Joe, you know, we joke all the time about the NBA and the NHL, Joe, over 50% of the teams in the league qualify for the NBA playoffs. Yes, over they do. 50% of hockey teams in the NHL qualify for the playoffs. In baseball, it's a little different. Yep. So in baseball, even with the expanded format and two wild cards, you get 10 of the 30 teams right. qualify for the playoffs. So a third of them are deemed playoff worthy. And as we move, Joe, from 12 to 17 of the 32 teams, we kind of inch up. It's more around 40 some odd percent right now, more than in Major League Baseball, less than in the NBA 
or in the NHL. We were talking a little bit before, Joe, about the Tampa Bay Bucks, right? And it was interesting. Their win total was nine. We played the uh, win-loss game with their schedule. You think they go seven and one at home, mm -hmm. but only four, um, uh, excuse me. You think they go six and two at home, but only three and five on the road, getting right. them right to seven and nine, right? Right, exactly. We also talked about um, that with a 17-game schedule, getting mm -hmm. to 10 wins should get you to the playoffs. So the question is, Joe, you project the Tampa Bay Bucks to go nine and seven right on that cusp, That's right? Correct. Yep. Uh, nine and seven teams. Every year there's a nine and seven team that makes it. Yep. So the question, Joe, is do you think the Bucks will make the playoffs? If you do, you gotta lay some juice, Joe. Right, right now, the Bucks, yes, to make the playoffs. They're favored to do so. They're at minus 155 on FanDuel. That they don't think they make the playoffs. If you think this is really more about putting butts in seats and selling jerseys, Tom Brady being number 12, he also has the trademark now, by the way, Joe, of yep. TB by TB, you know, Tom yep. Brady, Tampa Bay. If you think, though, they fall flat on their face or don't have the time to build chemistry and will not make the playoffs, you can get it at plus money, Joe. Right now, the Tampa Bay Bucks and no to make the playoffs is plus 126. Uh, you know, I'm going to go based upon the odds that we're seeing right now, Dane. Uh, anybody that is minus money, right? Anybody that's minus, I think we, um, we can all safely assume that the sports books at that point are telling you that these are... Uh, these are teams that are going to make the playoffs. So right. if the their Bucks, win total should be at nine, right? Right. If the if the Bucks are a minus one fifty five, like you said, one sixty in some places, then okay. I definitely think it is. Uh, it's easy to deduct from that that yes, they are going to make the playoffs. And, and I think if you probably break it down from the divisions okay. in the NFC South, I'm going to guess the Saints have the best uh, or the worst uh, number anyway, as far as right. the biggest favorite on their odds. So I do think. Um, the way you can look at this is that if the Saints are more or, uh, you know, cost more than uh, minus 155, then chances are they're assuming that that's the lock of the thing. And the way Correct. you become the lock is by winning the division. So Correct. if the Saints are there at, let's say, what are they, $2 probably? To... The Saints are minus 110 to win the division. Okay. So they're minus 110 to win the NFC South. So okay. they're a minus number to win the division. Last time I checked, if you win the division, right. you qualify right. for the So what is their number so, as yeah. far as yes or no? To make the playoffs, you got to lay over three bills. All right. So they, then, yeah, that's telling you everything you need to know there. So there are, that, that already, that number tells you they're making the playoffs because they're winning division. Yep. And if the Bucks, I mean, what are the Bucks right now to win the division? Because just to make the playoffs at minus 155 yeah. doesn't seem that bad. Right. At, uh, at, to win the division, right. by all accounts, that would be to take over where the Saints are right now. Right. They're plus 175, Joe. They're the second choice so in that division, right? Plus 175. Falcons, 5-1 to one in that division. Okay. And the Panthers, the last choice, had 11-1. to one. But I like where you're going, Joe, right? Because here's the thing. All four divisions mm -hmm. in the AFC or the NFC, the division winner gets in, right? right? And then after that, this year, Joe, there are three other wild card spots yep. and there are four teams right uh, there there's going to be four second place teams in each conference and you gotta figure most of those will make the playoffs but there will be a second place team yes. somewhere in the conference that is left holding the bag and maybe that's a way for us to find value joe so like for example if i gave you in the nfc right if i gave you the second place teams or the second shortest odds right. and then we saw those guys yes no to make the playoffs okay. we may be able to find some value you with me uh, yeah so then start That's with it. the g give me the division favorites in each yes yes to make the playoffs because that really is going to tell us who they think is making who wins the division Correct. so how, what what teams are those obviously okay, so the saints in the nfc right, right. we talked about the saints uh, their favorite, and here's the interesting part, Joe. Okay, the Niners, right? Okay, they're, the Niners. They're even money to win the NFC West. And then it's very interesting, Joe. Our friends at FanDuel are currently listing co-favorites for the NFC East and the NFC North. There are two teams with the same number. So we talked about this before. In the NFC East, both the Cowboys and the Eagles are plus 125 to win the division. Okay. And in the NFC North, both the Packers and the Vikings are plus 165 to win the division. So what they're telling you, I believe, Joe, is that you've got the Saints, 
the Niners as division winners, right? And then FanDuel is saying that Dallas, Philly, Green Bay, and Minnesota should be yeses, right? Because they think they are co-favorites to win the division. So that's some of the data you need to know. Where do you want to go next? But they're not, because I'm showing the NFC East. The Cowboys, yes, are much more expensive than the Eagles, yes. So there's a discrepancy there. So they're obviously leaning Cowboys at minus 230, 235, whatever it is right now, yes, to make the playoffs. Yep. The only reason you're going to pay more money for the Cowboys is that you are getting, you're pretty much very confident the Cowboys end up winning that division. I guess so. And you're seeing the same thing, although not as dramatic over on FanDuel, Joe. The Dallas Cowboys, yes, to make the playoffs is minus 190, okay. Joe. Okay. But the Eagles, you got to lay less for them to make the playoffs. It's minus 175. Okay, so while they are co-favorites to win the division, if you kind of take a safer bet, you don't have to lay as much juice on the Eagles as you do on the Cowboys. So they think it is a safer bet that Dallas makes the playoffs. So, Joe, you and I have both been kind of leaning Eagles. We find a little bit more value. You got to lay some juice, but more more value on the Eagles than on the Cowboys to qualify for the NFC playoffs. It's interesting, too, that they they would have it um, that way, that uh, the division winner odds would be pretty neck and neck. However, the uh, to make the playoff odds, uh, there'd and be, they have that in other ways. Yeah, you know? I, I don't. Yeah, done. I mean, the, even the NFC North. You mentioned the Packers and the Vikings. That's right. So what Minnesota. are what are the Packers numbers? Yes, no to win yep. to actually make the playoffs. Yep, we have another discrepancy here. Okay, and what FanDuel is telling us here is that despite being co-favorites mm-hmm. for the NFC North, they really like the Packers better, Joe. Okay, the Packers who make the playoffs are minus 138. The no side is plus money at plus 114. The Vikings, however, remember, they are co-favorites in the division. They're minus 110 on both sides, Joe. Yes, no. Either way. What are the Bears? To make the playoffs? Yes, no. The Bears to make the playoffs. Um, they, there's heavy juice that they will not qualify for the playoffs, Joe. Um, if you think they do, if you think that Trubisky puts it all together or Foles brings that big Nick energy into Chicago for them, yes, to make the playoffs, you can get it at plus 166. No, you got to lay over two bills, Joe, if you don't think they qualify. I'm fading the Bears. Wow. We've talked about this before with the win totals, right? I am fading the Bears. I don't know, though, that I'm going to lay minus 205 for them to not qualify. I uh, Yeah, and this, as I can tell you right now, yeah, this is where shopping comes into play, and I think this is also where a lot of these types of prop bets, you can expect some regionalism to go on here because yeah. there are a number of books where the Bears to make the playoffs are minus 105 to minus 110. Really? Yes. And well, that's no, minus. no, minus 115 in order to really? not make the playoffs. So it is a coin flip in a lot of places right now that it ah. seems like the Bears yeah, they could make the playoffs. Uh, no, they may not. And it's not crushing one way or the other. So the, I think they're, and this is mostly on the West Coast. So there is some, there is some discrepancy as far as them. coast and I think regionalism. Certainly, I bet if you went to the Illinois books right now, yeah. there'd be a yeah. lot of different I lines that you'd be, yeah. And that's a good reminder too um, to have that because the Packers even, even the Vikings, I've got them at uh, out West. Yes, to make the playoffs, minus 115. No, even money. Interesting. So That's the value of shopping around, Joe. That's exactly it. Example, regardless of how you feel, Joe, about the Chicago Bears, okay, if if you like them this year, okay, if you like them this year and you think they can do well, then do it over on FanDuel because the yes number for that, you get plus one six. Absolutely. If you want to fade the Bears, FanDuel is not the place to shop because you got to lay over two bills. You're talking about another book where it's almost even money, minus 115, which is what, like five cents extra than basically? So it depends. We're reinforcing here. You got to shop around. I think regionalism is very key. And if we look in some other divisions and try and find value, I bet we could do so with the regionalism. Well, let's see. Right now in the NFC, we've got division winners based upon the yes-no prop of do they make the playoffs, yes or no. Right. Cowboys, Packers, Saints, 
49ers Correct. as far as the division winners, right? Yeah. So and and I can and those are varying prices here, West Coast to East Coast here, guys, sure. as far as books go. Um, and then the wild cards I'm seeing Eagles, Bucks, and then really Seahawks, Vikings, somewhere in there. Are you right. seeing a, are you seeing anything different? No, that makes good sense. I mean, let's see the Bucks we just talked about, right? At Tampa is in fact minus money to make the playoffs. Minus no, both of them are. Okay. So what we're talking about, the Eagles we talked about, right? right. They're big time minus money to make the playoffs. So that's already six teams, Joe. Okay. That, the yeah. division winners. Hold on Eagles, to that though. When we come back, because I want to know there's you mentioned that a team on the edge. Which one of these teams is priced on, on the edge in the NFC? Because it's got to be one of them. Let's we'll talk it. about yeah. that coming up next year on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. To the early line where, listen, the sports books never sleep and neither do we. As uh, we continue to take a look here at the whole set of new prop bets uh, out yeah. and available since the announcement of the NFL this week, saying how they uh, they are now going to give us a different playoff format. Uh, more teams, more fun, more games, uh, all of that uh, coming through. So uh, we've done a pretty good job this week of diving into some of the individual teams, some of their win totals versus um, the teams we know they're going to play both home and away, trying to figure out uh, some value there. And with us, it's always about trying to find uh, value. And I, and I think uh, the way some of these sports books right now, and, and Dana and I pointed out, there's, there's some discrepancies regionally here in sports books around the country as 21 states now legalized with their sports betting and sports books available to you. The East Coast numbers versus some of these West Coast numbers are definitely, um, there's some value just in those numbers alone, depending on which way you feel. And when we're looking at the NFC right now here, Dane, I think, you know, we talked about who the teams were that, based upon the odds of just the yes answers, the yes and the prices of teams to make the playoffs, we've got division winners consisting of the Cowboys, Packers, Saints, and 49ers. The wild card is the interesting part because we know there's seven teams. But right. with the numbers we're looking at here, Eagles, Bucks, Seahawks, and Vikings, all within that, you know, all within that, uh, that, that price point where, yeah, um, these guys can definitely consider to be for the wild card. However, uh, it looks like the Seahawks and the Vikings are the two teams that you can only have seven. That means somebody right. in this group is going to be out. Exactly. So let's think about this. You know, there's a lot of different ways to skin the cat, mm -hmm. right? And we, we, we've taken out who at least FanDuel considers favorites to win the division. You've outlined them, the Cowboys, the Niners, the Saints, and the Packers. Right. There are three wild card spots, Joe. And so we look at these teams that are kind of second choices to win their division. And we talked about the Minnesota Vikings, mm -hmm. Philadelphia Eagles, the Seattle Seahawks, right. and a team we've talked about a lot today, the Tampa Bay Bucks. right? And so we look at those teams' win totals. We look at those teams' yes-no props to get to the playoffs, and I find it very interesting. The Eagles, who, remember, were listed as co-favorites right. in that division, you got to lay some juice that they're going to make the playoffs. People think they will. It's minus 174. Okay. The Tampa Bay Bucks, second choice in that division, uh, people think they're going to make the playoffs as a wild card. The yes number, or at least the books do, the yes number, you got to lay juice, minus 154. Mm. Okay, we've also talked about um, up in the West, the Seattle Seahawks, you know, blue chip team. We've right. got in Russell Wilson. Well, they're the second choice to win the division because San Francisco is there. But people think they will be a wild card team. You got to lay some juice. The Seattle Seahawks are minus 136 to make the playoffs, right? So those would be three wild card teams. Those would be the three if wild cards, right? Like the yep. chalk going just by the numbers. Okay. So I find, Joe, the Minnesota Vikings very, very interesting. The Minnesota Vikings are plus money at like one plus 165 co-favorites to win that division. Okay. Yet, they're a coin flip to make the playoffs, Joe. Right, right. The numbers right now, at least on FanDuel, is minus 110, yes, 
minus 110, no. So what it seems like these numbers are telling you is that the NFC North will be kind of the team left out in the cold, only getting the division winner in the playoffs. The, the books, the numbers don't have as much faith at, as Minnesota as, as a non-division winner as some of these other potential wildcard teams in the NFC. Yeah, and listen, I mean, I, I think that makes sense because looking across the board here, Dane, I mean, these are, those are, right? I mean, the teams that, you know, taking the numbers aside, if you were to, you know, if you were to take a guess right now and list the contenders to be yeah. able to make the it's about right, wouldn't it? Because I right. think the other teams that are, are mentioned there, when we're looking at Bucks Eagles, pretty assured, right? Uh, Dallas yeah. and, and the Eagles going to go ahead and advance at this point. I think the Bucks are the numbers set. So really, numbers Seahawks and Vikings, uh, Seahawks being in a much tougher division, right. I think, and the Vikings, because you just don't know what you're going to get. Exactly. And, you know, and then the numbers kind of fall in line, right? Right. So when you're talking about some of these teams that are maybe have the third best uh, um, division odds, right? right? Talking about teams like Atlanta, for example, right? Or a team like uh, the Bears, for example, you get uh, plus money on them on the yes bets for them to make the playoffs, right? Because, for example, Atlanta plus 210 for them to make the playoffs, you know, Chicago plus 165 for them to make the playoffs. So Minnesota seems to be that line of demarcification, okay, where they may be a division contender, but it's even money Money. for them to actually make the playoffs. And the win-loss totals fall in line as well for some of these teams. Teams like Philly that we're talking about, teams like Tampa that we're talking about, their win total is nine, nine and a half. And then with Minnesota, you get that half win extra, uh, if you like them or not, they're down at eight and a half in the NFC. All right, so the NFC, we've got that. So let's switch over to the AFC. Sure. Talk to us a little bit here about who some of these, uh, uh, who some of these, yep. the, let's say, division winners are right. first, according to. So following the same exact kind of approach mm-hmm. and strategy, Joe. All right, you've got you've got the Baltimore Ravens minus money to win that division. Okay. Minus one ninety five. We'll consider them. You got to lay heavy juice. If you think they're going to make the playoffs, right? Not a value bet per se. Same could be said for the Kansas City Chiefs. They're the biggest division favorite in the AFC. They're minus 390 to win the AFC West. We consider them as a playoff team. The other two divisions, Joe, I think are interesting. FanDuel. Who do you think FanDuel has as the uh, favorite in the AFC South, Joe? Yeah, that's a... That's a tough division for me as well. And I'm thinking... Uh, they should have the Titans, I think. They have the Titans as the second choice, Joe. Okay. They have the Titans as plus win- 155. They believe in Philip Rivers and Frank Reich. They have the Colts as plus 135 favorites to win that division. You and I may disagree on that. I, I would actually put Tennessee as the favorite as well. Mm-hmm. But they list the Colts as the favorite. And then, Joe, in the AFC East, We've got co-favorites. The Patriots are not the sole favorites to win this division for, what, the first time in probably over a decade. But the pawn could be getting passed here. The Buffalo Bills and the New England Patriots are plus 120 to win that division. So by by this, Joe, you got to think the Chiefs, the Ravens, the Colts, Colts. the Bills, and the Pats are five teams that will have minus money on the yes-no prop bet to make the playoffs. So far, are you with me? That makes uh, sense? Yeah, it makes total sense over okay. here. And I, and I, you know, that's you a lot throw of division winners right? there. It doesn't surprise me at all. Right. You want to throw Tennessee in there as well. Okay. They are shorter than plus, you know, they're plus 155 mm-hmm. to win that division, right? So they are shorter numbers. Those are five then, Joe. Okay. Excuse me, six. Six, right. Of yes. seven possible playoff teams, right? So then let's look at these other second-place choices in the division, look at their win totals, and look at their yes-no prop bets. We've given you the Bills and the Pats in the AFC East. We've given you the Colts and the Titans in the AFC South. So what we're talking about, Joe, the next next biggest numbers in division prices, the Pittsburgh Steelers in the AFC North. The Pittsburgh Steelers are plus 320 to win the AFC North. And then I'll give you... The Houston Texans 
in the AFC South. What is the Steelers' yes number? That's where we're going to go right now. Now let's go to the playoffs. And their yes-no number, first for Pittsburgh, Joe, because they might be that seventh team. I I agree. That's what the numbers are saying, Joe. Yes for the Steelers to make the playoffs is minus juice. You got to lay minus 152 to bet that the Steelers will make the playoffs. By contrast, Joe. That's moving up, yep. yep, By contrast, the Buffalo Bills are minus 160, so more Mm. than the Steelers. Interesting. The Patriots to make the playoffs are minus two Bills, right? And then we've talked about, like, the Titans and the Colts. Right. Tennessee, only minus 130. Interesting. The playoffs, they do not. The book, FanDuel at least, does not believe in the Titans as much as you or I. It's only minus 134 for them to make the playoffs. They have it as you got to lay more juice for the Steelers to make the playoffs than the Tennessee Titans. You find any value in this one, Joe? Yeah, that's a tough situation there. Yeah, that's a tough, tough situation there because a lot of unknowns. But I, I think it's. It's right. I mean, if just the two teams, right, in both of those divisions at the top, you're going to be talking yeah. Colts, you're going to be talking Titans regardless, yep. right? I don't think anybody thinks the Texans are, are heading in the right direction. So uh, when you talk about the Ravens at the top, there's, you know, the Steelers and the Browns. Maybe the, and maybe that's a place to look is that difference between the Browns and the, yeah. and the Steelers. And so in the division. Yeah. yeah, absolutely, because, Joe, you and I are kind of both starting to warm to the Cleveland Browns on a number of levels, mm-hmm. right? There is a new head coach, another right. year of development, and maybe just adults in the room. I'm with you, Joe. The hate went too – I mean, the hype went too far last year. Right. I think the hate has gone too, too far, far this year. So let's look at the AFC North, and this may be a place, Joe, where we both like the value to win the division which I don't know that I'm going to do unless we see Lamar Jackson tearing ACL or right. something, yeah, well, which would put Ariel Epstein kind of in a bad place. So let's not really wish bad. that. Right, exactly. The Pittsburgh Steelers are plus 320 to win the division. Okay. And Browns, Joe, are plus 460 to win the division. Really? I am with you. I think the Browns are the second best team in that division right now. I don't trust the mountain man, Big Ben, with a, with a repaired elbow pushing his late 30s. So yep. let's see what that means for two ways, Joe. The win total of these two teams right. and the yes-no playoffs okay. for these two teams. And you tell me where you think the best value would be, all right, okay. with the Browns versus Steelers. I think it's very interesting. Joe, the Cleveland Browns mm-hmm. win total okay. is eight and a half, but the over is plus money. Okay. Pittsburgh is at nine, Joe. They're giving really? them a half win more. Yeah, minus 110 on both sides. So if both of those teams go nine and seven, which I kind of think could very well be in the realm of possibility. Absolutely. You hit with over for Cleveland, mm-hmm. push with the, with the Steelers win total, then just straight the yes, no on the playoffs. That's because correct. We know it, Joe. The nine and seven team kind of usually sneaks in there. And remember now, Joe, there's seven teams in this format. So nine and seven could get the job done. Um, the Pittsburgh Steelers, as I mentioned previously, you got to lay juice, Joe. Yep. If you think they make the playoffs, minus 152 for the Steelers to make the playoffs. Over on FanDuel, though, Joe, this could be our value bet. With Seven teams qualifying, three wild cards mm-hmm. at play. You get plus money if you think the Browns are going to be one of them, Joe. The Browns are plus 122 to make the playoffs in the AFC. Well, we know, listen, there's always going to be guys that, that surprise. We already know, and I don't think adding a game is going to change the fact that for years we have seen Four new teams enter, four new te- you know, four old teams right. go out, right? So uh, keeping along with that and some of the numbers that we just spoke to you, there are going to be some new faces here in the playoffs this year for the AFC. And Steelers uh, did not make the playoffs last year. Right. Browns did not make the playoffs last year. Um, and I think when you look at the Colts, they did not make the playoffs last year. Um, and how about, and there's one other team I think would have some value. I don't know what the number is on your side. Go ahead, uh, what do you got? What are the Chargers? Yeah, you know I'm what always going to the Chargers. What are the Chargers in, this, uh, in this scenario? You know I'm always going to the Chargers, Joe. Yeah, and you are correct. It may not be as dramatic as you think. 
for context, the Browns are plus 122. Okay. The Chargers are plus 138, Joe. Wow. So they're behind the Browns. Wow. Okay? They have them behind the Browns kind of in the AFC pecking order, shall we say. I think that's decent value, too, because, you know, we don't know who their quarterback is going to be just yet. But I think the rest of that roster is ready to well, roll. Who's the bomb, then? Who's the bomb in the AFC? I mean, what are the Jets? Let's just say, what are the Jets? Are they? The Jets. Plus 340, Joe. To make the playoffs? Yeah. yeah I don't yeah. need them to win division, but just no. to make the playoffs, make the I'm playoffs. getting three, three and a half three. to one. They're plus 340 to make the playoffs. I like the Chargers at less juice, plus 130. Like oh, I, I mean, bomb. I'm not talking. Yeah, I mean, we, all right. Well, how about one, this? Yeah, give me a bomb here. Give me something. Two dollars, three dollars, four dollars. Give me that. I mean, I don't mind the Jets at, at three and a half. I don't. I'll tell you what. You know, a team that I'm and I'm not going. I'm going back to the NFC, Joe. Okay. Okay. A team that I'm starting to warm on, Joe. We're both fading the Rams, right? Right. And that's not a bad number either, is it? That's not a bad number either. No. What is that no. no number? The no for the Rams? Sure. Um, uh, the yeah. no for the Rams. Actually, the world's coming to us, Joe. Oh, I figured. The Rams to make the playoffs are plus 130. Really? Uh, and, they're my, and to not make it, you got to lay minus 160. Oh. I'm going to tell you a team that I'm going to start to back, Joe. Okay. And remember, I'm not saying they're going to win the division. I'm not saying they're going to win the Super Bowl. But I think they could go 9-7 and seven and sneak in, Joe. I'm kind of getting uh, ready to roll with the Arizona Cardinals, Joe. <laughs> uh, what you'll see on this tape is I actually mouthed the Cardinals before you said it. Do I you knew remember? exactly where you were going, man. I knew exactly where you were going. The Joe, Cardinals. Yep. And I can't argue with you. I can't three argue one, with you. Joe. Yep. I can't plus, argue with you. Plus 290 yep. to make the playoffs, yep. Joe. I and listen, we're fading the Rams in that division. Yeah, we are. Right? Yep. I mean, uh, you know, Kyla Murray now all of a sudden has D-hop. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this Cliff Kingsbury second year yep. in, yep. second year quarterback. We know they're going to look to maybe address the offensive line with a top 10 pick. We've talked Correct. about that. Yep. Um, Joe, 3-1. to one. I'll take a shot on it. I'm not arguing with you, man. I, I think that uh, they're definitely one of those teams that you have to do a lot if it goes their way and breaks their way they certainly have the talent or building something there like you said nine wins if that can get you in there i'm not done either on the falcons just yet i know a lot of people are i think there's some things that might be able to fall their way at any time i'm looking at julio and uh you know todd Gurley. plus 210 for the atlanta falcons remember this is a team like the cardinals that are picked Third in their division, right? Yep. Um, and they're plus 210 well, to make the playoffs. If bottom you think line is here, guys, the draft is going to change a lot of this, but it's a so, good idea right now to be able to get yourself in and make some decisions. All right, that does it for us today. We'll be back again tomorrow on the early line. In the meantime, more great programming ahead for you. Come back and join us again tomorrow here on The Grid, SportsGrid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.